Peters, and welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 Podcast. I'm Chuck Peters, your host, and I am excited to be here today with my buddy, Jeremy Eccles. J.E., how's it going? Doing very well. Going great. Good. Well, J.E., for those of you who don't know him, uh, leads our kids camps in the Lifeway Kids area. He oversees has overseen Centric Kid camps for many years, and that is a, a really special ministry that extends out of the Lifeway Kids area. And we're going to be talking today about camp, all things camp, uh, and especially leading up to camp, the stuff that you can still do. We're sitting here as we record this, as you listen in May. And so it is almost time for camp to start, and we're gearing up and getting ready. And so you've got some power tips for us on how to prepare for camp. Getting ready for camp is uh, definitely important, and having fun at camp and seeing the ministry of camp, I mean, that's what it's all about. So now for, for those, just before we get into our regular content, let me ask this about timing of camp. You know, a lot of people begin planning camp a year out, right? At the end of camp this summer, we will have people who register immediately to get their spot at that location for next summer. But even now, it's not too late to join for this summer. We still have registration available and open. There are still spaces available at some of our camp dates. Some places have a waiting list and are at capacity, but there is still some availability. And so uh, I get this question regularly, is registration closed? No, 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 registration is still open. And so sometimes your plans have changed or um, you're, you're able to, to still go to camp and we would love to welcome you. So at centricid.com, you can see all the dates and availability. And, um, and you can reach out to us if you have questions about a specific date or questions about a specific camp location. We're here to help and uh, to get get more kids and more kids ministry leaders plugged in to, to camp. We love this ministry. We're passionate about it. And we have Centric Kid Camps happening all over the country all summer long. And there's still opportunity for you to bring your kids. If you're not planning to go to camp, listeners, I would encourage you listen to this episode as we talk about the importance of camp as a ministry of your church. Um, look, check out centrikid.com, look at the website, watch the videos, um, and, and I would encourage you to, to try out camp if you've never gone before. There's something extra special about summer camp and what God does when we come together off-site, away from home, uh, with kids, and join in worship, and that relational connection or connection that happens. It is just a really special mountaintop experience for a lot of kids. And so I want to encourage you to uh, to reevaluate camp as part of your ministry strategy. If you're already planning to come to CentraKid, we have opportunity for you to bring more kids with you at some locations. And so it's not too late for you to consider uh, adding another kid or two uh, to the mix or three or four. And so check out your dates, reevaluate who you're bringing, because this is one of those things that you you really don't want kids to miss. And I think even for us as adult leaders, Jeremy, there's there's so much for us to be gained through encouragement that we get at camp. For sure. And uh, my church is an example of this, Chuck. We're, I'm going with my, my church group this summer and uh, the second and third graders that I teach on Sundays. We're excited about the weekend. We're doing a shorter camp, a weekend camp, and uh, we're looking forward to that. And uh, the ch- children's ministry leader has told me a couple of times, I've got to call in and add more spots this week. We've had more folks yeah, sign great. up. And so we've added a couple of different times um, to our registration numbers because there's, there's still space and we're trying to fill every every seat that we have on the bus. Yes. Fantastic. What a cool thing that you get to go, not as a leader uh, from 
from work, but to go as a leader from church. How fun. It'll be fun to hear your uh, perspective on that as you attend. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm sure that that team is not at all intimidated to have you show up. I want to be their biggest fan. It's going to be great. <laughs> you will be. You, you are. Well, we are going to talk about how to prepare for camp, everybody, and we're going to get into some of that with Jeremy. But, you know, as you know, listeners, we like to ask some probing personal questions to get to know our guests. And so, you know, we have been doing this thing, J.E., I know you are a listener, little, uh, to learn a little bit about little you. Yes. And so I would be remiss to not ask you a question or two about your childhood, but I'm also going to throw something new at you that we've not done before. Excellent. So, I can't wait. Uh, yeah, I know you love spontaneity and the element of surprise. That's right. Jay is a preparer, right? He is known really well to be well-studied and well-prepared and well-versed. If he's going to present, he's got his notes and he's on it. So I, I just enjoy that it makes you just a little bit uncertain that I'm going to throw things at you that you're no, you don't know what I'm going to ask. Let's go for it. <laughs> okay. So first one, when you were a kid, uh, uh, did you have a, a bike that you remember as, oh, that was the best bike ever? Uh, I had a bike, and I don't know that there's anything special about my bike. Um, we had a thing when I was a kid uh, called Spokey Dokies. I remember it was this little package of plastic little gimmick things that you attached to the spokes, and when you went around, they would kind of click. Were they the ones that looked like straws that went on the spoke and slid they, up and down? They would slid up, slide okay. up and down, yeah, on the spoke, and they were different colors. So I remember that about my bike. Um, and I remember my one of my first times to ride by myself, I'd been learning to ride the bike, and I went down the street, and we lived on a, on a dead-end street when I was a kid, and it was before school, and I wanted to practice. My dad, he set me off, and, and I rode down the down the street, and I was ready to make the turn, but instead of turning to where there was a like a cul-de-sac and plenty of room to turn around, I turned to the right oh, the where other there was a ditch, and I went head over handlebars down into the ditch face planted. Uh, I wasn't injured or scraped up or whatever, but I was all dewy and wet and it was before school and I was proud that I'd ridden my bike that far down the street and so embarrassed that I had to go change clothes and be late to, oh, <laughs> to no. school that morning because I face planted trying to ride my bike by myself. <laughs> so did you rip your face apart? No, I was no injury. <laughs> oh, okay, just, good. Just one of those where I, I was going slow enough and then just kind of over the ditch, over the handlebars and into the dewy grass. I remember doing something similar as a kid. This was my friends and I, uh, somewhere about fourth or fifth grade is where, like, jumping our bikes became the thing. Oh, wow. Yep. And we, we lived on a hill, and so we'd get down the hill. But somebody thought, man, if we put a board on the curb, we could fly down the hill and jump over that thing. It'll totally work. And so I got to go first. And except when my front tire hit the board, it didn't go up the board. The board slid, and I hit the curb. And broke my glasses in half. And so oh, no. as a glasses kid, I had the tape in the middle and all. It was horrible. So <laughs> I'm glad to know I'm not the only one who wrecked my bike early in the morning. Um, so, okay, the speed round here. This is a new thing we're going to try, and it's, gonna, it's called This or That. Okay. So I'm going to give you two things, and you just say this or that. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to try to go as fast as I can, but this is not prepared. So it's top ahead. Ready? All right. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Hot dogs or hamburgers? Burgers. Baseball or football? Mm, whichever one's on. <laughs> Love them but, both. Um, reading or watching TV? Reading. Ah, uh, let's see. Fast or slow? Depends. Okay, elaborate. <laughs> you, you, this is your speed round. <laughs> I have no idea. Do you, let's see. Uh, red or gray? 
Gray. Yellow or chartreuse. Don't even know what chartreuse is. I'm just saying colors now. <laughs> All right. Well, but something I, like I know that you love. That was great. But let's do this one. Summer or winter? Ooh, summer is the best time Okay, of good. Year. See, that was a segue. Absolutely. And you stepped right into it. Summer that's camp. That's why I In love the best summer. Way. So let's go to summer. Summer is coming. We can't avoid it. Some of us love summer. Some of us are... You know, afraid of being sweaty all the time and, and trying to find air conditioning. But summer is a great time for kids ministry, especially with camp. Right. That's right. And so we're going to go there. So tell us, Jeremy, there's there's something special that you love about camp. It's really uh, it's it's you, you. Your heart beats for summer camp. Anyone that knows you knows about your passion for camp as ministry. What is it in you or that God has done in you that, that's given you this love for camp? Well, I think the the best week of the summer is always summer camp. Um, there's a lot of special things that happen with families with vacation and VBS and all the different things, but camp is so special, so unique. You get out of the normal day-in, day-out routine. Um, you get to go and make some really awesome, fun memories, but uh, as a church leader and, and you know, in, in my role as uh, preparing summer staff and it, just that special encounter that we have with the fun and all the, the awesomeness of summer and encountering the Lord. We get to lead kids in a very special, very intentional way to meet God. Some kids will meet God for the first time this summer, and that's phenomenal. Other kids have uh, a relationship with the Lord that they are growing in, and they'll grow through this summer and through their summer camp experience. So it's just really special on so many levels. It really is. And it's something that's been special in my life and my wife's life and my kids' lives. And it is, it's exciting every year to get to go out and be at different Centric Kid uh, venues and experience camp and just see the kids in worship, the church groups and Bible study together, and just what an awesome uh, time that that is. So... It's part of my story as well. Yeah, I was a product of the Lifeway Kids Camps, the Lifeway Student Camps, and uh, and I've been a summer staffer with these camps, and uh, and now you know it's it's my ministry and my role now. So it it really is uh, neat to have those spiritual markers and journey along the way to see growth points, and um, you know it, it's it's a huge part of my story, my personal uh, spiritual journey. So for those of us who are already planning to go to camp. We're uh, anticipating uh, what God will do in that week. Let's talk a bit about how as leaders, church leaders, group leaders, because we've got you know those of us who are running point for our church, but we also have chaperones who will be coming along who are other adult leaders. How can we help prepare ourselves, our kids, our volunteers for what we'll do at camp? Where should we begin when it comes to preparing for camp? Well, you alluded to this already. I'm a, I'm a detail guy, and so I've got to start by saying get your details together. And even if you're not the most detailed person, having a few details and, and preparing in that way will make a world of difference for the mm-hmm. camp experience. And so for your kids, for those adults that you're bringing with you to help wrangle all the kids, for your bus driver, for the parents who are staying home, knowing and uh, having those the, the planning of the trip, um, when we're actually going to leave. You won't, you don't want to be there when you get back and no parents are there to pick up kids. So plan the trip, share those details, sign the forms, have a parent information meeting. Sometimes churches have a couple of those parent information meetings if everyone can't make it or if there's a, a, just a multitude of questions. Um, even things like setting up a communication channel for parents so that they can stay informed while you're away at camp. Um, when you take a few minutes ahead of time and plan out that trip and, and, and go through those details with the parents, 
I guarantee you'll think of something along the way that might have fallen off your radar, um, and you might have forgotten it if you just try to wing it at the last minute. Mm. And probably good to note here, it may seem obvious, but it's worth saying, worth identifying, different parents uh, are need different levels of communication, right? Some kids have gone to camp for three, four years. Parents are really comfortable in letting their kid go, and they'll see him at the end of the week. Other parents, maybe first-year parents or parents of younger kids or just some who are highly uh, interested in what's happening during the week may need more communication. How do you recommend we do that communicating uh, up front? Uh, would you suggest a meeting with everybody together, uh, social media group, email? How do you prefer to communicate? You know, I think it depends on the church, and, and you know how to connect with your parents best. Some folks, it's all of all through social media or their special, you know, private groups set up for, you know, a specific uh, event or, or just for your kids' ministry as a whole. So some folks, social media is the way to go. Other folks, I've heard folks say, you know, our parents are just not on social media or they just don't read the emails. But if we call a meeting, we feed them, we get them together, we can lure them with some food and then we can share the information or get the forms completed or whatever. So I think that depends on your church and your family, but I think multiple methods uh, of, of getting that word out is a is a I would do more communication rather than less. Yes. And so uh, yes, some of the parents definitely need more um, reassurance than they do details. So so don't just put on your detail hat. You need to put on your this is going to be okay. Um, we're going to take care of your kids. It is a safe place. Um, some parents because it's the first time a child may be going away from home overnight for um, a week. Yeah. They're going to need more reassurance and and peace of mind than they are just communication of the details. Mm. And some of those parents who may be the most concerned about sending their kids away may be good people to recruit to go along as a chaperone. That's the case. Uh, again, at, to use my church as, as an example, a couple of the moms are going with their daughters who have just aged up to that um, that ability to go to camp for the first time. Mom's going to go with. And I think that is such a win um, because uh, that gives mom peace of mind and also insight into the awesome ministry that goes on. You may have a, a volunteer that comes every year, and so now that's a that's a great you know to have that locked in. Or it could be that she releases and has has a greater comfort level next year because she's been and seen what the experience is like the first time. So yes. either way, that's a win um, by by getting the parents involved and helping give them whatever it takes to give them that peace of mind. And I don't want to get too sidetracked on this, but this is also a great opportunity to recruit and bring along men, right? As we sometimes have a hard time getting guys to serve in children's ministry, VBS is an opportunity for them to build sets and work in the parking lot and engage with kids in rec. But camp, there's something about camp that guys just get. So great opportunity to include men as well, yes? That's right, that's right. Um, and that's one of the challenges, getting men to take time off. Um, at CentraKid, we want to make it easier for churches to get to camp, not harder. And so a couple of tools on, on this, tools in your toolbox, is uh, with men who may not be able to take a full week off and go to camp, um, you can split that time and have uh, you know one male um, you know adult leader come for the first half of the week and another one trade out. That can still be one spot, even though it's filled by two different people. Um, another aspect of this is the, the team assistance program. And what that is for us is, we invite juniors and seniors to be a, a count toward your uh, adult leader ratio. We don't want to have a group of 28 kids with just a junior from high school leading them, but yet as a part of your adult um, you know, leaders, to have that junior or senior, that could be a great 
um, addition to your group and also raising up a future leader in kids ministry. So I think that's a great investment opportunity as well. And now one of the distinctives at CentraKid is that you come as a church group. Uh, some people may, who are not familiar may may think of camp as you send your kid away as an individual. This is a church group camp where mm-hmm. we go, you, as the kids ministry leader, you bring your kids with you and uh, and have that opportunity to study together. And now, So you recommend a ratio of how many adults to kids? We ask for a one to five ratio, and that helps out in the dorm at night with getting kids down and settled and, and also the supervision aspect with meals in the cafeteria. Pretty much the rest of the day at Centrikid, we are leading the program, so we're facilitating, taking care of all of those details and making sure that the, the, the camp elements run smoothly but you have a chance to come alongside. And so your adults are there and going from having to lead everything. And in an example, like a VBS, you are the church and you're leading throughout VBS. At camp, at CentraKid, you get to shift roles and go alongside your kids to the activity tracks. You get to be with them in worship and you don't have to lead everything. Um, so, so we take the heavy lifting on the programming side so that you really get to dive in on the relational side. Sometimes that can be difficult at something where you're always leading it, always running it, always in front of the crowd, mm-hmm. it can be difficult to to also build those deep relationships. Camp is so special because the deep relationships happen um, just through that quantity of time. You're able to find quality of time with your kids. And we have, speaking of quality, our staffers, our summer staffers who work at, at camp are just some of the best people and the most in- incredibly well-trained leaders that you will ever run across. And so we often hear from church leaders just how wonderful our staffers are. And so we we know that that's the case because we invest in them and we we love our staffers and, and you will too. Uh, so we, let's talk about some do's and don'ts. So as we get prepared, uh, you've identified a few things that are that are JE's do's and JE's don'ts for leaders <laughs> in uh, how what we what we should and shouldn't do as we prepare. So what are some of the do's? What should we do as we prepare? Well, uh, we touched on this, but I'll, just to underscore, do communicate the details with the parents. Um, actually, kids ministry leaders are some of the best on their church staff of mm. communicating details. And we don't have to That's r- run down other areas of the church staff, but man, kids have to communicate because of safety and all of that. So um, kids ministries are the best, but don't fall into a trap of just assuming everybody knows how this works because you mentioned it from stage one time. Um, do the email, the newsletter, the flyer, whatever it takes to make sure that you're regulars, but also there may be visitors who a buddy is coming with one of the regular attenders. Um, make sure that they're in the know and, and that they know these things. And this is a great time for kids to bring friends also. My goodness. Camp is a great, uh, attractive type event to be able to, to draw in friends and buddies to come and, and do the sports or do the arts or do the activities. So, yep, it's, it's a great one to bring friends. But it can be really easy for us to communicate to our regular people who we know and miss those who are the parents of a guest. And assume that everyone knows because mm-hmm. they did it last year. But that guest and that visitor, they didn't do it last year because right. they're, they're brand new with you. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, what else can we do? Well, on your personal side of things, do pack your own pillow, your own sleeping bag. Don't forget to take care so of like yourself. Pack your own parachute. Is that kind of? <laughs> Make sure that you take care of your stuff. I know you're looking out for the whole group, but don't forget to pack your own pillow. Um, that might be coming from personal experience. Um, also, another do you know? Check with parents to see if they want to send camper mail. This is such a small thing in the scope of the week, but um, you could maybe collect 
camper mail for uh, each of the kids from the parents, and then you don't have to worry that it gets sent and mailed at the right time, transported and delivered and found on campus. You could just have that and actually even save, save a little postage, but make sure that your campers get a, a fun message from home while they're, you know, while they're away at camp. That can be really special. And how about, you know, those things that kids need to do without mom and dad, like, you know, eating and showering and things like that? Yeah, encourage the parents to help set kids up for success. Um, have the parents go ahead and talk to kids about eating and showering and maybe wearing clean clothes instead of wearing that camp shirt that they love, they don't need to wear that camp shirt all five days in a row. So set that expectation in the right place for them. <laughs> that kind of leads into a don't. Yeah, how about some Don't don'ts. wear the camp shirt all five days all in a row. All five days. With a don't not wash. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, I don't presume to know your group better than you as a kids ministry leader, but uh, some best practices that we've observed through the years that, that maybe could help. Don't inadvertently prey on the anxiety that young kids may already be feeling about being away from home. Things like ghost stories or, or you know, roughhousing and pillow fights or, or even playing pranks. Um, this may seem like something fun that we recall from back in the day when we went to camp. Well, these things, they really don't ever help a kid have a better week. <laughs> they might bring a chuckle, but they really have more potential for harm than, than causing any they real benefit. Cause anxiety. So yeah. I just think that's one of those things that you might think, oh, this would be fun. But really for that poor child, it, it may not be that fun at all. So let I would, I would steer you clear from, from those type of things that might make them more anxious or make them you know, feel more more away from home. You want to help them feel more comfortable at camp. How about um, homesickness? What are some tips there? Yeah, don't don't promote homesickness. Um, I, just again, a best practice that I've learned from, from church leaders through the years. Um, don't have kids call home at night. Have them call home in the afternoon when things are active, things are going well, mm-hmm. rather than um, you know, if they're missing home and you're talking about things that, oh, well, you can look forward to seeing your puppy when you get home and all those types of things, that actually may promote more homesickness. Talk about the awesomeness that is at camp, mm-hmm. about recreation, games with friends, and snow cones, things like that, um, that can help draw that kid into the experience instead of focusing on what they're missing from home. Homesickness is a real thing, but promote group unity actively plug the kids into the week rather than giving them more things to think about back home. And one of the great things about the Centric Kid program in particular is that they are scheduled all day. There's not a lot of downtime where those kids are going to have time to sit around and miss home because they're going to be actively engaged in activities. We don't offer a ton of downtime, free time that's just unstructured. Even the time that we have in the afternoon that, that typically might be called free time, we actually call it hang time because we want to create hang time options where kids have specific things that they can choose to go and do to hang out. That helps draw them in. That also keeps them uh, keeps them engaged, and, and it gives us really neat quality conversation opportunities as well. So, you know, that it reminds me of a last don't that, man, for every single group leader who takes kids to a camp this summer, don't miss those moments that you have with these children. Something like hang time, um, those those meal times, those afternoons, um, don't miss an amazing opportunity to build your relationship with these campers and spend quality time. Um, the distractions that you may personally have back home because you've got a day job back home that needs attention. Um, the phone, please put it down. Uh, be fully present with your kids while you're, you're away from the normal busyness. You're away from the normal distractions. Um, so so you want to you go all out with your kids mm-hmm. while you're there with them for this week of camp. And I think that's a really good word about the just that word moments, right? Because we can put a lot of pressure on the whole week needs to be a great experience. And in, in reality, it will be. 
But if we miss the forest, right, or if we miss the trees for the forest, there's so much in a moment. One moment with one child can mean everything. We have a phrase we use with with CenterKid called use your 60. And we want every church leader to use all 60 minutes of every hour. Make every moment count. Make every minute count. Um, And I think you'll see that pay off. If we overlook them, we, we can miss really cool opportunities that that only take a moment to happen um, and we if we miss that moment because we're distracted uh, I, I just this is not a guilt trip but this is such a challenge and an encouragement for you to to, to look for those opportunities when you look for them you'll find them so in in uh, regard to not missing a moment let's not miss this moment to talk about how can we prepare not only by packing our pillow and you know uh, getting our, the right mindset for investing our time how can we prepare spiritually for ourselves, for our leaders, for our kids? Definitely. Going to camp, it's so much more than just going to a water park or a concert. You know, we've got this quality relationship building times with kids in your ministry. So pray about that and prepare for that. Pray for opportunities to have intentional conversations with kids. Um, some of these kids may have things going on in their lives that you do know about. Um, there may be others that they have stuff going on in their lives and you don't have a clue about it, but God will place that child in your presence at camp. You may be a listening ear for them. You may be a voice of guidance for them, um, but that's one of those moments that you don't want to miss. Um, pray for those other adults that are going with you to camp. They're taking time out of their normal life to serve. God may have a special word for them. Um, and so you know, don't forget the adults that are coming with you to camp. Mm. And, you know, just practically... Um, you can prepare by things like learning the key verse before you go so that like on on day one you're able to help kids in the group memorize and understand the verse instead of having to start that process of learning the key verse so that's just one of those super practical i don't think a lot of people think about that but at centricate our key verse this year is ephesians 210 go ahead and look it up learn it we are his workmanship created to do good works. So let's learn that. And as adults, we can help our kids learn and understand that. And um, and I think that will make that experience even go deeper for them. Great tips. Great tips. Jeremy, thank you so much for being here and for sharing these tips on how to prepare for camp. Will you come back later and tell us about how to follow up after camp? Absolutely. We need to. Follow-up is so critical. So, yeah, let's come back later this summer and talk about follow-up. All right, let's do it. We'll we'll get on the calendar, and we'll get you back in. Thank you for being here today. Listeners, as you are thinking about camp this summer, if you are not yet going to camp, please, please, please go to centrikid.com, C-E-N-T-R-I-K-I-D.com. That's where you will find information about the unique and special thing that is Centricid Camps, uh, led by our good friend Jeremy Eccles and his team. And you can learn about opportunities uh, by venue and by date where you can figure out where you can go this summer. It is not too late. So if you have four kids or eight kids or 28 kids, take a look at where you might go and make a plan to make a difference. No, it's 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 worth it even if you're only taking a few to go and, and enter into camp. So check it out, centerkid.com. Thank you for listening today, and we look forward to talking with you again on the next episode of the Kid Ministry 101.